Welcome to the party, pal, the mind-bending film and television podcast you didn't know you needed. I am one of your hosts, Michael Shields, and I have with me, as always, Brian Saxon. What's up, Brian? What's going on, man? We're, uh, you're, you're, we got you coming live from, uh, from across the globe. Where are you at, man? This is, this is brand new for us. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm 11 hours ahead of you. I'm in Thailand. Wow. Wow. You've been there for a minute, too. I'm glad to touch base. Glad we can rock an episode this way. This is fun. Yeah, yeah. You can do you can do anything from anywhere nowadays. The future is now. Um, I want to hear more about your trip, but I know uh, I know we're setting up a situation that when you return stateside, uh, we have a episode that we're conceiving that we'll be able to talk more about what's going on over there. But it's going well. Yeah, man, it's going great. Um, but I mean, it's it's. It's interesting because that we're we're going to talk about uh, we're going to talk about Fahrenheit eleven nine because at my phone I don't have service unless I have Wi Fi and it'll just be like six hours at a time of bliss and then as soon as my Wi Fi comes <laughs> on it's a bombardment of negativity coming from the states. I, I don't know what you're uh, talking about. Think, things since you left, things have really turned around. We're, things are going great right now. Yeah, it, it's it's <laughs> madness. It absolutely is madness, and, and we're going to be digging into that because today, as Brian just alluded to, we are here to talk about the recently released political documentary by filmmaker Michael Moore about the 2016 United States presidential election and the subsequent uh, presidency of Donald Trump. And, and the film is called Fahrenheit 11.9, which is obviously uh, – a callback to Moore's um, 2004, I believe, uh, film Fahrenheit 9/11. So uh, this was um, this was a film that affected me deeply, and, and it's uh, it's I mean it's one of the it's it's it, it really struck me. It's so relevant, and uh, I, I think it's an important film that many everyone should see. I mean, what what uh, you know? How about you, Brian? How did this film affect you? Um, well, I think all of his all of his films are. Everyone should see. I mean, he doesn't. Yeah. Really, he doesn't really make any clunkers. I mean, from mm-hmm. 
Only for Columbine to Sicko to I mean his last year, uh, Who to Invade Next. Um, I really I really liked. Yeah, it was great. Um, but uh, yeah, I think the biggest takeaway for me from this movie was uh, I can't listen to another Gwen Stefani album again. <laughs> and Brian says that because uh, the film starts out so it's kind of it, it's it's it, it begins in a way where it. It, there's two questions that kind of lie at the heart of the film, and it, it's it's how did the U.S. progress to the Trump presidency, and also you know as it moves on, how do we get out of it? Uh, and so the first question you know we need to start with, and he sets up the film by kind of pointing his finger right at Gwen Stefani in a really right. kind of, you know, it's kind of a cheeky and fun way, but um, Trump was upset that she was paid more than him for her role on The Voice. He was on The Apprentice. And he chose to show show up NBC by pre- pretending to be presidential material, and thus his campaign began there. So, Gwen, thanks a lot. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> um, yeah, it's really, it's really crazy that you can, like, tie it back to that. And I think it, like, ties into his extreme – I think historians are going to look back at this whole – this whole era and this whole presidency slash dictatorship for depending on how long it goes on for. But uh, I think they're going to mull over and analyze uh, just this extreme case of sociopathy and narcissism of Mm. the current or current leader. And I think the, that the beginning of, of uh, his film of Moore's film, like just talking about how, like he just couldn't take that Gwen Stefani was getting paid more than him. And he did something as insane as, you know, this stunt of, well, I'm going to run for president. Like that's, it speaks volumes about like where his mind is at and what is, what's at the, at the forefront of, of uh, his priorities in life. Mm. And his priorities are himself. I mean, his priorities yeah. aren't the, the United States of America. It's not the it's free not world. As con- it's not as constituents. It's, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, so I, I think that, I think that, I think that speaks volumes about, about his, uh, his narcissism, which is, yeah. which is like, which, which is the, which is the problem facing like our country right now. You have a leader that only cares about himself and does not care one iota about, about the free world or about the United States. Absolutely. It, and it's, it's, it's so over, it is disgusting and you're right. That's a great point. It's very telling to uh, kind of the cultural um, way many people in this country are. Uh, it's, it's really, it, it, this film was kind of hard to watch in some ways because it's, you know, it's really showing, you know, it's like looking in a mirror and seeing some of our worst parts. But one thing that was really hard for me is the beginning of the film when it starts out and they make you relive the 2016 election, the night of, and, 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 and wow, is that something to soak in? And, you know, he kind of, he sets it up. He's like, did we dream it? And that is right. a, that's a call. That's a callback. That's the opening line from Fahrenheit. To, to nine, Fahrenheit nine 11. 11. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what's in, interesting um, is not only uh, do we see, you know, the the Hillary's side of things and everyone you know who supported her just how devastated they were and uh, Team Trump looks as unhappy as Hill supporters when they marched on that stage to accept uh, this win they 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 did, they looked not only just kind of shocked but uh, uh, displeased 
Yeah, I mean, I I said that from for a while into the campaign when when it looked like he was like he had a shot. At, I was just like, he doesn't want this. There's no way that he wants this. Yeah. And I think for like for like a, a good period of time, like after he was elected president, like there there was one quote where they had him saying he was in an interview where he he was talking about how he liked his 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 life before becoming president. Um, how he just kind of had freedom to do whatever he wanted. And it, he alluded to the fact that like now he's got all these responsibilities, like running the country. Um, I th- and I, I remember thinking like, there's no way that he's going to want to do that for four years or even eight years. But now yeah. I'm, I'm, I've kind of swung the other way on that. Like, I think he, loves well, I think he's shit. changed. I think he's changed a little bit at first. Yeah. It's looking like, wow. Why would a rich narcissist want to spend the twilight of his his uh, you know career in life uh, in public service? And but, uh, but but things have changed where I think he's reveling in it a little bit. He's you know he's making his uh, his cronies richer. They must they must you know he must enjoy that. They must you know kind of pat him on the butt for that. He's it seems like that was that was a point where I started to get really nervous about things when I believed he was starting to enjoy it. Well, he's he's at the center of the Trump show. It's the, yes. it's the biggest reality show that anyone's ever been on right now, and nobody no can question. take their nobody can take their eyes off of it. And he has he has divided America into these two camps, which like the the twenty twenty election is going to be a fucking like race to the finish because his his camp isn't going anywhere. So he has his base of adoring fans. He's still holding his rallies. I mean, just feeding into his ego. And he takes, I think he takes joy out of like attacking members of the press, attacking yeah. any of his critics on Twitter at three in the morning from his toilet and seeing like the world like blow up every time like he says anything. I mean, I think he, I think he revels in this shit, man. Yeah. I really like what you just said there. He's at, he's at the center of the biggest reality show in the world. And that's, that is his shit. That's un- unbelievable. Hey, before we go too much farther, I, um, I want to kind of give a plug to our um, parent company, Osiris. Uh, welcome to the party, pal. Is a proud member of the Osiris Network. Head over to OsirisPod.com to take a look at the plethora of fascinating podcasts and live experiences Osiris has to offer. Um, kind of want to say this on a personal note. Um, most of the podcasts I listen to uh, – habitually the the host are people i really like and you know kind of it's like you're getting a chance to hang out with these people you'd want to want to hang out with and uh and the more i get to know all the hosts um and, and people behind uh these osiris podcasts i gotta say they these 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 i'm floored about how kind of amazing and how genuine um these people are whether it's tom marshall and rj b who kind of steer the ship or uh Jonathan and Matt from the Help and Friendly Pod, Dawn and all the women from Female Centrics, uh, Ben and Bob from the Road to Now, Ted from the Tour, Brian and Dave from Beyond the po- Beyond the Pond, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, these are awesome, awesome people, and uh, you know when I listen to their podcasts, I get a chance to really um, you know be with them and hang out with them, and that's a reason alone to listen right there and um so check out check out osirispod.com so i was um uh recently michael moore was on uh bill maher show and it was his chance to kind of kind of plug this film that's what they were talking about and and 
And what's really cool about this movie and, and really interesting is that it's, it's about so much more than Trump. And the way that it's kind of uh, pieced together is Trump kind of bookends the film, meaning they get into him right away, the the the, uh, the election and, and how it came to rise. And then you get back into him now towards the end of the film. And, and, and Michael uh, Moore was great. He said, he's like, look, I had to do that on purpose. He's like, no, nobody, p- people couldn't stomach two hours of just Trump. He's like, no one's watching that movie. But right. there's so much that goes on in between in this film. Yeah. Um, that makes it, that makes it just all so fascinating. They talk park, Parkland. I mean, there's, there's, you know, the, the teacher, teacher revolts, but there's also a, a whole lot about Flint. And I think Flint was really uh, the dissection of, of what happened in Flint, Michigan in regards to the poisoning of their water and how it was treated. I think this was the biggest strength of the film. It was it was it was flooring. I learned, you know, I thought I knew a whole great, you know, a great deal about Flint. And 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 I, I, I it was I thought it was amazing what he did there. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know any of that shit about Governor Rick Snyder. Um and, uh, Governor Rick Snyder. Yeah, I mean, this guy's He's a criminal. Uh, yeah, he is. He is. And He's a criminal. Like, how how he isn't in jail? I don't know. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't know the law enough to know who would have to. Like, what what authority figure could see that documentary and then say, like, oh, he needs to be arrested. We need to investigate him. Like, has there absolutely has there, has there been any investigation? I mean, yeah, I was actually, I was curious though. He's, he's, he is uh, still a free man and still doing his thing. And yeah. it's absolutely right. How is it just it's too much white collar crime just yeah. really goes under, under, uh, under prosecuted. And, yeah. and, and for, yeah. for people that don't know, I mean, basically the poisoning of the, of Flint's water supply, um, he was, Snyder was, uh, he insisted on a new pipeline running um for no reason other than to enrich uh corporations and it took the, the water initial the, um, the the initial pipeline was working it was fine they had clean water right. so he closed down the 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 pipeline that flint had that provided clean water and you were going to say oh yeah and then they, they i mean the the new pipeline running to flint's lower income working class communities was was basically poison it was poisoning them um yeah they even well, found- he did it he Go ahead. he 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 created he created a new uh pipeline just to line the pockets of you know uh, of 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 his uh political cronies the contractors they just they created a problem that didn't exist to make money right. so they shut down the old pipeline while they're building the new one and then their source of water was the what the Flint River right there. I'm not sure right. if that's exactly named. It was, it was a it was it was a contaminated water supply. Right. And and yeah, just I mean, to enrich his corporate cronies. That is yeah. that is so criminal. Yeah, it is. It is. And I mean this is this is capitalism run amok. Um because we so, have we have um public servants who are no longer protecting their voters. And uh, they, instead, they're working for corporations, which this is, this is, I mean, this is something, these are all like super close to, to Moore's heart. I mean, you have like Flint, which is his hometown. If you've, yep. nobody's ever seen his, the, his brilliant uh, 
Roger and me, which uh, yeah, that was that was the one that kind of proclaimed, uh, you know, propelled him to uh, fame. Is like first documented. I got some love. It was it was based in Flint, Michigan. It was about the GM plant there. Yeah, I mean, I think that won best uh, Oscar in nineteen eighty nine mm-hmm. um, for best documentary. Um, yep. But I mean, yeah. So all about Flint, and then you know you have other films of his like Capitalism: A Love Story, which yep. is all about. Our um, our turning our uh, how we have to go back to a democratic solution rather than uh, the capitalist institutions that we have now. Um, I think mm-hmm. this is an example. This is an example of both. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Rick Snyder. And it kind man. of brings it kind of brings together uh, a, a lot of um, you know the things that he's passionate about, and I mean. I mean, I always point to the if we if I was to nail down, you know, what I believe is like the biggest problem affecting all other of these problems that trickle down is is money in politics. And yeah, it's it's you know these corporations are uh, having their way in, in our in our it, political system, and it is just fucking everything up. Yeah, it's not just um, money in politics; it's also money in the media um, because mm. they the the media companies oh, yeah. and the news. The news companies are getting so fucking rich off of all of this fucking circus, and yeah. they like you can yeah, you can being told you, what stories to tell. Yeah, in many cases. Yeah, yeah the um, I was the was the Les Moonves uh, recording in the in the film. Um, uh, I, I believe I, I know less was discussed. Yeah, I believe it was because I remember when that came out. Basically, Les Moonves, the CEO of CBS, came out and was talking about. He was in it. There was a voice recording of him talking to shareholders about how, yeah, about how they had a great year with with Trump, and if he gets elected yeah. president, they're going to have a they're going to have even. That better. wasn't the film. I'm like, when? Since when the fuck is this like? When, how is this it's, a priority for yeah, a journalistic standpoint? That, yeah, and yeah, like that's and like, how much richer does Les Moonves need to get? Like, that's, how much I more, always go. How much more money does that fucking guy need? I always go back to that, and I, it's hard for me to understand exactly the motivation of these people who are so fucking rich that they will they will do all these devious and, and corrupt and flat out illegal things. For more money, I just I'll, I'll never I'm, you know it's something I'm, I'm I'm always trying to come to grips with. Um, yeah, I, Trump does. I mean, uh, Michael Moore does do a little uh, um, uh, attack on, on on some of his um, fellow media members, and, and especially with some of the sexual misconduct in the film as well. He kind of knocks it out. I also like that uh, Michael Moore kind of uh, mocks himself a little bit in the beginning of the film, and and um, kind of. Uh, throws himself under the bus for fraternizing with Trump. He, uh, I mean, on like, Roseanne, uh, on Roseanne's show, he was, um, you know, where he said where he should have been asking, you know, uh, about Trump. You know, what Russian mobster bailed him out for, you know, being bankrupt. He, he, you know, he was, he kind of just was sweet to him. He, he talked about how Jared actually threw the opening party for his film Sicko and yeah. Bannon. Was the one who distributed the, the, the VHS? The VHS, yeah. yeah. That was that was, was kind of crazy. I mean, yeah, I didn't. I. It's so weird that all of them like were tied in 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 some way or another. I mean, how many how many things did like Bannon have his fucking grimy little paws in? Um, or 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 Jared? I had no idea. Like, why would why would Jared like have anything to do with Michael Moore? 
Yeah. Um, but I don't Absolutely. think I think back I think back then, like who took fucking Donald Trump seriously anyway? Yeah. I mean he was he was always on tons of shows. He was always like putting himself in front of the camera and nobody mm-hmm. nobody could have ever like ever thought that this was gonna happen, that he was gonna become president. If you if you had said that ten years ago that Donald Trump will be president in um twenty sixteen, nobody would have believed that. Yeah. I, I would have called you crazy. Absolutely. It's, 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 and it's still like, like, like the, the opening of this, I still, it all, it feels so surreal. Did I dream it? It's really, really crazy. One um thing that happened in the, the Flint discussion in the film that really shakes me up is um the fake emergencies that, uh that, that kind of um Michigan's governor, Rick Snyder kind of, uh, used to put in uh, the power uh, back into the state, and especially that was occurring in black communities in Michigan. Uh, this really, that idea really scares me moving forward. And, you know, it just the idea how an emergency or a tragedy could be used for the state in this case, but me, I'm concerned about the government moving forward. Uh, uh, using whether a real or a fake uh, emergency to take control of, of, you know, to take more power. Right. Well, I mean, it doesn't, uh, I mean, more compares it to the rise of the Nazi party in Germany. They burned down the, allegedly burned out. Is it, is that confirmed that they, that they burned down the the Reich? It is part of the story that I've been hearing for years. I, I, I can't, you know, say it's completely confirmed, but it's part of the tale that that, was what he used to propel people to allow him, you know, further, further reach. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'd, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, some event happens before 2020. Yeah. Uh, I, I hate thinking that, but I, I can't not. And also because this film shows that Trump was incredibly impressed by, and also inspired by, uh, what Rick Snyder was doing in Flint. Um, well, yeah, I mean they're yeah. a, they they they're cut from the same cloth. Absolutely. He's like, "Wow, that's that's this this whole authority, you know, authoritative uh uh, you know, capitalistic maneuvers you're pulling over here. That that's that's something that's something right. impressive." You, uh You know what, real quick just to go back to just to go back to the like the emergency thing we yeah, were talking about. Please. I mean, it's it is not so that if you think back to uh, when nine eleven happened, I mean, terrorist attacks in the United States were few and far between. You would have like a Timothy McVeigh type one. You'd have the, yeah. the first World Trade Center bombing. Then nine eleven. Nine eleven was obviously huge. white men in America. Yeah, but now, yes, that's what it is. I mean, like I was saying before, I've had since I've been I've been overseas now for like two weeks, and uh, I haven't had. I haven't had service the whole time. And every time I turn on my Wi-Fi, I'm like hit with a flood of like all this bad news and negative information, like shitty, shitty negative information. Um, Last week, Brian, the worst, worst anti-Semitic attack in U.S. history took place just days after the largest attempted assassination of political leaders in the U.S. history occurred. Last week. Yeah. And it's all white supremacist terrorists yeah. none of it are, yeah. is muslim terrorists none of it is is migrants coming over the border it's all white nationalist white supremacy 
And yeah. I, it's, it's insane. But like every time that I get that like flood of, of news, the news and the media, social media, um, all the news outlets, I, I'm getting so much negativity is being pushed that mm-hmm. I feel like it's affecting the psyche of America. Like, no question. It's, I, I, th- I, th- I think it has like a, a huge – because I've noticed how it affects myself when I like turn the fucking spigot off and have mm-hmm. it off for a little bit and then like turn the spigot back on. Like it's it immediately like affects like – how I'm feeling, how I'm thinking. Yeah. I mean, this day and age, you're getting hit with it all the time, all yeah. the time. No, no. If your yeah, phone depression. is, if your phone is on, you're getting hit with this stuff. Depression is up. I was talking to some uh, people who work in, um, you know, the, uh, uh, you know, medical field, and they're saying that um, there's there's a huge increase in people needing therapy to just discuss uh, political events and and what is happening in our country. It's 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 clearly messing people up and it makes sense. I mean, there's some, there's some really, really serious stuff going on and, and you're right. Uh, it is, you know, all that information is in your face. And sometimes I think that's good that we get to know everything so overtly, but it also, as far as, you know, uh, uh mental health, it's, it's definitely troubling. <laughs> right, right, right. It's um, hard to go, uh, past the Flint thing, and I know I mentioned this. Uh, I just seen Fahrenheit eleven nine when we did our last podcast, so I know I mentioned some of this. But it's, but it's hard not to. Uh, 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 and I was affected by this moment. Talk about uh, Obama in Flint, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a very disappointing moment uh, where he kind of does this patronizing speech, and and he does this water drinking stunt, and right. um, you know they, the people there really thought he was coming to help. And, uh, and, and, and he wasn't. And, and the reason this is really pointed out and, and, and made a big deal of, um, in this film is cause it did relate to the election of Donald Trump in that this dissuaded voters in Michigan, uh, uh, that, that, you know, that even Obama or the Democrats didn't care about them. And, 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 and this leads to to people not wanting to vote like right. you know, both of these fuckers don't care about us neither of these sides care about us and that he he really feels that there was a huge factor in michigan because michigan did go to trump that was an important state and 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 part of that might have been caused by uh you know obama's uh reaction to flint as seen in the film yeah yeah it's um it's depressing it's, it's, it it's depressing when people like at the bottom feel that they there's no hope. There's there's yeah. like especially you, um, I would guess a a town like Flint, a lot of people of color, a lot of minorities. I mean, Obama was that like I mean that hope was his was his campaign. Yeah, and I'm sure it was a, a major letdown. But I, you know, like I mean, from my point of view, I I feel like what leader isn't going to disappoint you at a certain point because (laughs) i mean you know say you and i were both bernie supporters still are bernie supporters i would say and like if if he if he gets if he gets into the the office of the president he'll eventually he'll eventually do something that will disappoint you there's no way that anyone can step into that machine and not do some pretty fucking terrible things yeah i agree and and michael moore did know uh on that real time i was talking about uh episode that 
that Obama is the best president that that he has seen personally since he's been alive, and you know, and but you know, he, he it would be it would be ridiculous if if those who supported him or, or support their candidates don't point out the 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 issues they have with them and the and the problems. So that's it's it's you got to be you got to keep even your side honest. That's I mean I know we do it a lot with those on the left. I mean I I have a huge huge problem with the old guard. That is in charge of the of the Democratic Party right now, and that is shown in this film big time. So the yeah. DNC is another thing that kind of uh, Michael takes aim at at this at this uh, in this film, and pretty much he you know he spends time in West Virginia where he was showing how much West Virginia supported Bernie Sanders and and um, you know how at the Democratic National Convention they they were forced by the DNC and. You know, the likes of uh, Schumer, Pelosi, uh, Hoyer, all that old guard that I really believe needs to go. Um, They're basically centrist Republicans at this point. But, uh, you know, he he talks about just how they kind of, you know, strong-armed – you know, I believe Hillary would have won the nomination anyways. But they they really strong-armed that whole situation. And and, uh, it's just – that was incredibly frustrating to me. Yeah. Um, like, why did the Democrats have the superdelegate system in the first place? The Republicans Absolutely. don't. Um, it completely undermines the tenets of democracy. 100%. Uh, and it's crazy. And it's, it's, super, it's super damaging uh, to, to our democracy, the fact that, that we have as is, as is the whole – and anyone who is around me often knows like it's besides money and politics, but the other thing I'll go off on and, and dwell on appropriately is electoral college, which he, he, he chastises in this as well. I mean, how do you have a democracy, you know, when, when the, the, the majority of people's voices aren't being heard through their votes, it's, right. we don't live in a democracy. I don't care what anyone says. It's a faux democracy. It's, uh, and it's that an, starts with the electoral college. It's an oligarchy. It's an oligarchy, absolutely. We're in well, an oligarchy um, right now, uh, almost in a strongman democracy. Um, yeah, it's on the horizon because, yeah. like, he he, no, he, he the the longer he's in, the more power he gets. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. It, it allows them, um, you know, those those in power to find different ways to stay in power. I mean, we see the gerrymandering going on and and other means of um, purging votes and, and just different ways for them to uh you know keep their grip keep this democracy in chains it's a mm-hmm. that's a term i use a lot now i recently read nancy mclean's book called democracy in chains and i i could not recommend this uh this book more it's 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 pretty weighty but um it goes through meticulously the um mostly the, the Koch brothers uh coke brothers right mm-hmm. coke brothers coke coke. Uh, coke brothers uh their uh 30 year plan to to gain and keep control they realize uh they are their ideology uh and the people that support it they know they're a minority they know that and yeah. but so they knew they had to to concoct a plan to get the courts the supreme court in specific and and to and to you know wield their power in a different way uh this book it's really intense what what they've been doing over 30 years to get to the point where they have a guy like trump in power that they can manipulate use and it's fucking scary i'm pretty i'm pretty scared at like the amount of the amount of cheating that's going to be going on just in terms of like rigging the the votes in the midterms 
It terrifies me, Brian. Did you see what's me. going on in Texas with the mo- with like the voting machines? How absolutely how tons of people are yeah. like calling up and it, saying that it, it's like switching to like Ted Cruz. They're turning the, vote. they're turning their votes from Beto to to Cruz in certain situations. Georgia's having the same problem. That's that's more um, the Republicans' office uh, just flat out purging. Um, uh, just uh, I mean. Just on my end, trying to get an absentee ballot is like a fucking huge pain in the ass. It's not that easy. Yeah, it's, you know, uh, I have some friends overseas, and they've been contacting me to get help. I've, I, I've actually been helping with some mailings. They've been having they've been having a hard time getting their vote in. And, yeah, it's and, great. Uh, it's, you know, I've been kind of helping them through the process. It's, it's just it is fucking absurd that anyone – I mean anyone who cares about democracy, who cares about fucking what is right, why would anyone not – you know, making it harder to vote is is the anti-democratic. It's fucking evil and yeah, I mean they, I mean, we should have a day off. You should be able to just walk in with your driver's license. I mean we should be making it easier for people to vote yeah, harder but these, and that's – But these people don't care about democracy. They care about absolutely they not, care, and I think that's something care. we need to drive home to people. These people, these people are fake. I mean, they 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 they, they pretend like they care about the military, they, but we see Trump using the military for a political stunt right now. They pretend to care about the flag and this country and democracy. It's fucking bullshit. Yeah, no, they definitely don't. They care about power and they care about their tribe. Yes, they care about their yep. tribe over over the the tribe of america or the tribe of the of the human race i mean it's Indeed. it's 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 ridiculous man it was just yeah. it's so it's so hypocritical on so many levels there was some uh uh you know there's glimmers of hope in, in the film uh i should mention that and you know when they did talk about the dnc um more did shine a light on uh you know some amazing progressive candidates that i'm pretty fascinated you know obsessed with really ocasio cortez uh, was discussed uh rashida uh, is it Tlaib? i think it's Tlaib. rashida anyway she's from michigan she's awesome she uh they showed her how she kind of came came to be was um you know one of the times trump spoke in uh Michigan, no one was allowed to ask him questions. So her and a bunch of other progressive uh, protesters at that point, now she's a, a, a progressive leader, uh, went in there and they were yelling out questions. It was a pretty cool moment. But he did show some some up-and-coming people who were inspired. I've, I've seen more of uh, of that one guy from West Virginia. The uh, is, he, yeah. is he call himself a labor de- Democrat? The is one, that what the, he the is? One, yeah. The, the one who is just like, I'll take you out in the street and fight you right now. Yeah, he's like fun because I mean he he was what you would consider uh, kind of like a a a Trump supporter type, and but he I mean but he was kind of woke on some uh, you know he woke up to the fact that he was being manipulated and any of the promises that were promised his way from the campaign were all bullshit, and he was woke up to that. And I keep you know waiting and hoping that people will see that that any of these promises to the working people. Are, are not being met and that like, you know, they, they, it's when, when does everyone wake up to the con, man? It's really, uh, and I think you mentioned the word tribe too. And that's the problem is people are picking sides just to pick sides. And they're not like looking at exactly what's really affecting them. No, I mean, I don't think they'll turn until after, I mean, I, it's, it's crazy that you're like, I'm even answering that. Like I'm a political analyst. or anything. <laughs> <laughs> but, we're pretending to be for the purposes right, of this right, podcast. Right. So. <laughs> um, hey man, I called Trump winning. I did call Trump winning, winning in May. So 
That that I I didn't. You were telling me for months. Yeah. So that makes you a, a political analyst. I kind of am. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I think they won't. I, people won't turn on his base. Won't turn on him until after the say he's elected again in twenty twenty, yeah. which is very possible. Yeah. Um, I don't think they'll turn on him until like midway through that. So like six years in or something. I mean, it took like there were still like. George W. still had his 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 base. Everyone's got their yeah. base, man. Their ba- the the base uh, of like a, a politician. They never leave them. No, I mean, what no, they, uh, what, what would what would o- Obama have had to do to have his base like abandon him? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I I, I tend to believe people on. Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Your base is your base for a reason. That's its base is kind of you know a synonym for the word foundation. Those and are the people you build your whole thing around. Yeah, he's doubling down on that shit. Look at like look at what they're doing with oh this. He's God. sending five thousand troops to the border, and like a political stunt. A man who chastises uh, uh, an NFL player for peacefully protesting, and, and as 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 as. He he frames it that he is disrespecting the military, and then he goes and sends our troops to the border, uh, uh, pushing them to do war crimes. By the way, he's mm-hmm. he's implying that he they should shoot somebody who throws rocks at them. That's a war crime. Uses them as a political stunt. What yeah. the hell? So, woo! That's just it's all. <laughs> it's really it's it's a lot. It's I mean it's it's tough, but. Uh, I, you know, we gotta we gotta keep that chin up. We gotta we, we we gotta continue to fight, and you know we're we're gonna get into it towards the end of this podcast. But we're on the verge of an election that can help sway things. But we gotta go a little deeper and darker, real quick, because the the close of the film, um, it's it's it it kind of culminates. You know, I talked about earlier about how it bookends with Trump, uh, starts with the election, and then it it it, it, it talks about Trump now and. And people hate the comparison uh, on the on on the right, the, um, the Hitler and the Nazi talk, and and more dives in deep on this. And and but I mean, we and we aren't at a place where we have a one party state, and that's where fascism really uh, exists and thrives. But the comparisons are apt at this point, and 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 more digs into that. I mean, honestly, Trump has has embraced an authoritative play playbook one. One written by the likes of Mussolini, Franco, and Hitler, specifically with his attacks on the media, which he calls the enemy of the state. He's attempted to change the Constitution by executive order, and uh, that's the ending the birthright citizenship. He is, mm-hmm. He's calling for his political opponents to be jailed. He is stripping or attempting to the humanity of gay people in the LGBT community. And, and recently he is uh, promising concentration camps and indefinite detention for border crossers. I mean, the signs are on the wall that make this kind of uh, allude to fascism uh, in terms of Trump it, to be a real thing. Yeah, yeah. He's ramping up the racist and xenophobic rhetoric towards minorities and immigrants. I mean yeah. that was that was what Hitler did. That's I mean that's yeah. he's he's pulling he's pulling every like everyone out of the the strongman dictator playbook. And it's leading I I think it's like leading to more shit like this around the globe. I mean look at Bolsonaro in Brazil just won. I mean yeah, he's all these like populist you know all these populist leaders are like kind of rising up in 
yeah. in any country that has any bit of t- turmoil. I mean, Bolsonaro is maybe yeah. even more disgusting than than Trump. I mean, he's kind yeah. of a piece, yeah. he's he's kind of a piece of shit. I'm so worried about that one when, in regards to climate change too. He's going to ravage the uh, Amazon. Yeah, what they're what they're really harping on and using is um, all the fear and turmoil that's out there in the ether, and, and they're they're um, using this. So one of the things I really liked in uh, Moore's um, uh, this doc is he did speak to Timothy Snyder, who's a, a writer of a book called On Tyranny. I've actually I think I gave you a copy, Brian. Actually, I hand this around a lot because mm-hmm. it's a quick read and it's twenty lessons. Um, from the 20th century to learn about kind of rise of fascism throughout the world and, and stuff like that. And one thing I, I think to note, we, you know, when you think about like the rise of Hitler and everything like that, you always think, you know, or I do personally, I'll personalize it is I think it's, I, I always think it's a different time and people were different and, and there was different information out there. And one thing he really drives home in the book, and I'll just read a quote, the quote is, Americans today are no wiser than Europeans who saw democracy yield to fascism, Nazism, or communism in the 20th century. But he does say our one advantage is that we might learn from their experience. So it's not, you know, it's it it we have to understand that it can happen. That that these type of rises of these dictators can happen here. I think a lot of people. You know, I believe in our checks and balances so much, and that our institutions will save us. And 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 hopefully, I'm still got my fingers crossed on that. But we got to realize that if we're not fighting against this type of thing all the time, it really can't happen here. Yeah, and it doesn't happen overnight. It happens pretty slowly. And yeah. I mean, it, like, look at look at ICE. ICE is like the uh, the um, the SS. The st- I mean, people people just, those are just normal human beings. The the Nazis were normal human beings. They were like, a lot of them were just doing their jobs. Well said. Absolutely. That's, I I hate that uh, justification of just doing your jobs, but it's absolutely the truth. I mean, we are at a point where uh, Trump has straight up, flat out called himself uh, a nationalist at a, at a recent campaign. And you know, what's really, really scary just to, you know, bring up some current events is, uh, you know, usually we see um, uh, a leader uh, kind of, um, you, you know, after a national tragedy, uh, you know, kind of uniting the nation. What we, we, we reached this surreal point that people are now literally dying because of the president of the United States is inspiring them to murder. And I know that sounds pretty bold, but it, 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 it's absolutely the truth. I mean, it, the, these these attacks on the media have inspired, you know, uh, by Trump have 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 now literally inspired uh, uh, true attempts to t- attack the media. Mm-hmm. And the the person who killed eleven people who were simply worshiping in Pittsburgh was inspired by a fake lie that the the president uh, fake lie uh, a lie that the president uh, propagated about about you know these this caravan being being paid by by Soros um and you know which he usually they use that him as you know a term for the Jews but i mean these are these are people being inspired by by rhetoric right. that, that our president I, is using that was crazy that more found that footage of the guy at yes. one of the rallies thank did, you did he, i meant to bring that up did he i mean did he just recognize him 
from like I, I believe so. From, 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 every, from every article I read, he when he saw him on there, he's like, oh my, oh my god, that guy. So he didn't end up in the film. That's the Caesar guy, the guy who sent uh, all the bombs to uh, uh, political leaders uh, on the Democratic side and also to CNN. Uh, he uh, he he was cut out of the film, so he ended up on his footage ended up on the cutting room floor for this film. But he recognized him and went back, and you can go to YouTube now and see the footage that Moore captured of this 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 radical. It's crazy, nuts, absolutely absolutely nuts. Um, it's kind of a start winding us down a little bit. Uh, it's there is a big reveal in the film that I absolutely love it's something that that i i have been speaking to people a lot uh, um about and more sets it up this way he says let me share with you a fact that has never been stated in the press or repeated on the nightly news or even uh or even spoken amongst ourselves and that is the united states is a leftist country and it is in fact a liberal country it's uh you know kind of being controlled by a rogue minority. But um, if you look at the numbers and he points these out, it, it, it's it, everything, everything points to, we are uh, a pretty, pretty decent and, and, and liberal country. 67% of Americans support same sex marriage. 69% do not want Roe versus Wade overturned. 70% of people accept that climate change is real and happening. 59% of Americans support national a national Medicare for all. Over 60% of people believe marijuana should be legal. And 90% of people support universal background checks for gun purchases. I mean, as a people, and this is something I always uh, lean on to, to make myself feel better about what's going on, you know, our government might be might – be, uh, uh, represented us in in this way that's fucking pretty disgusting if you ask me. But I look around and I see these people that are good and 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 so when you know I, I I do love this country, but when I speak of that, I love the people in it and and we are a good people. We are progressive. There's we 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 got to get to that point where our government mirrors the people that live in it. Correct. That's true. Yes, it does. <laughs> but what what's it, what's it gonna what's it gonna take? To get those revolution, people, Brian. What's it going to take to get those people to come out and vote? Yeah, true. Absolutely. And that's what it takes. You know what? There's um something I've been thinking a lot. I think I, I saw Chuck D just uh, Instagram about it. Isn't it a good advertisement uh, for voting? Because um, I think a lot of people – and sometimes rightly think that, you know, what does it fucking matter for voting? But isn't it a good sign – for voting that they are trying so hard to take your vote away for it in certain places that they're trying to strip minorities of right to vote. And right. so doesn't that show that the vote still has some power? Right. Yes, it does. Um, we should, in case anyone's listening, we should let them know how to vote. Um, in, yes, case you, in case you never have, you can go on a www.usa.gov slash how to vote. Um, and it can give you all the information on absentee and early voting, decide who to vote for, voter ID requirements, register to vote, uh, check or change your registration. Um, mm -hmm. Because I know a lot of people – I mean I've been voting ever since I was 18, but I know a lot of people that you know are well into their adult life that never have and, and want to. So yeah. If, if, uh, yeah. 
Check out the uh, you know early uh, voting in a lot of states. I know I know a lot of people in Florida. I know they have all voted already. If you're in Florida, you can already vote. A lot of states early voting has begun. Um, I always think about the first time I voted a uh, very long time ago now, but I didn't even know if I was registered or not. And I just showed up at the place, and I, I think when I was getting my license or something, I just you know ended up signing up then or, or, or checking a box or something. Uh, if you don't know, you know there's a lot of places you can get online to see if you're registered. Hell, just go down to the polling station on the sixth. You know, yeah. I, it's, I walked in and I was actually registered. You just uh, it's it's you know what it takes it takes. No time at all. It does take time. You got to take time for it. But <laughs> it's, it's just, it's so important. It feels good. You know what I've always said too is, is so many people have, uh, you know, we all have these uh, strong opinions and we like to share them. I don't think you can share your, your opinion if, 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 if politically speaking, if you're not going out there and fucking voting. So this gives you a, right. gives you that voice. You're allowed to talk to people. Yeah. Yes. I, yeah, I, you know, I'm involved and, and, if, uh, and you know what you know what you know what Zuckerberg should do. He should make it so that you can't uh, comment on any political conversations on or arguments on Facebook until you're yeah. registered to vote. Fucking love it! I love that That's, idea. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, incentive. Yeah, he won't do it. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's not going to because he's yeah. He's not going to do it. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, a, yeah. He's, I mean, he's the a more you learn about. The more you learn about Facebook, the more you learn uh, about their Republican ties and, and, you know, the people who run Facebook, uh, you know, where their money goes. It's 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 not to the left. Oh, really? Yeah, I can send you I, I can give you more information on that if you want. But what you know, now we're talking about voting and we, we want to bring it home kind of uh, with a push towards vote. But what this movie, this this great doc amounts to to me is, is another scathing expose of uh, of the level of corruption at play in the government, and and pr- particularly in this extremely bold and opportunistic administration, and and I'm not saying that that voting uh, Democrats in this election is any sort of cure all, far far from it, but it will begin to to turn the tide, and it, it will put you know a Democratic House or Senate will put a check on this administration that does not exist now. It will. It will put people in place who value the lives of, of people across the globe. And for the sake of women's rights, civil rights, LGBTQ rights, and to get some more politicians in office who believe in the very real and extremely pressing concern that is climate change, we have to get out there and vote on November 6th. November 6th and we have to vote Democrat. That's our best option right now. And then we can build off that. And uh, come on, let's do this. We got We got to get out there, man. Um, well put. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I'm just, it, it, it's the start. It's, I mean, it's just, it's the start of things. I mean, the democratic party has a lot, lot to still look at itself and a lot of cleaning up in house to do, but, uh, this is oh, the they, start and putting a check on, on what's going on here. So, and I think in the next couple of years, us as Democrats, we can, we get through this vote, we vote blue and then we could start, uh, 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 cleaning ourselves up, finding our best leaders on our end, and 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 just keep moving forward and making things better one step at a time. So starts on the six, guys. Um. I, oh. Oh. I thought you were. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm just spewing. I'm, just, I'm just going. I know, man. I hear yeah. you. I hear you. Yeah. So, uh, anything more to say about this uh, film, Brian? Oh, it's a great one. I, I really. I want you to check this out. It inspired me. Um. No, I'm good, man. I think we. I think we covered it. 
Um, awesome. Yeah, yeah. But it, it is great well, uh, for anyone that wants to see it, yeah. When, when, when do we get you back stateside, man? I'll be back in like three weeks, and then we're um, – Great. I, I think let's we're- schedule uh, let's schedule some tapings right when you get back. There's a bunch of film and uh, television we want to get into that's uh, been dropping right now. I've been watching some really cool stuff, and I'm for sure you have as well. For sure, man, for sure. All right, so more to come real soon. Get out there on the 6th. Uh, check out this film, and thank you so much for joining the party. This podcast is in the loop. The Legion of Osiris Podcasts. Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with live experiences and podcasts about artists and topics you love. Get in the loop at OsirisPod.com. Are you a pathetic woman?